Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that changed everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation for marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of What Makes Them Tip. As always, I am Jeff and I am grateful to have the privilege to be here to speak to amazing people who are truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space. It's a chance to hear some secrets to success, get good advice, and hopefully improve our own journey and and make some networking connections along the way. And today I have the privilege of talking to the founder, president, and CEO of the O'Connor Group, Marsha O'Connor. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be here. Well, we are grateful to have you here. So right out the gate, the first thing I always ask, especially since sometimes the names of uh, the companies aren't entirely obvious what you guys do. Tell us what you do at the O'Connor Group. Absolutely. Uh, at the O'Connor Group, we outsource HR. We outsource recruiting services for small to mid-sized companies. And we help them with their infrastructure from day one, all the way up to putting strategy in place and to actually hiring for full-time people for them. Awesome. So you've been, so you, you're able to help somebody kind of um, get off the ground when they're looking for new employees and uh, also handle the HR aspects, which I know for a lot of business owners, that is one area that they would love to hand off to someone else because it can be kind of, uh, kind of difficult, right? There's a lot of stuff involved. Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff involved. Mm. And, you know, lots of times I, I, I laugh when I hear somebody has 50 employees and they had nobody really managing HR. I just shake my head and I'll tell them like, listen, we have a lot to do here and to go backwards, but it's really very important to like work with a group such as ours when they are starting off a company. You might not need us right now, but we're going to be a wealth of information to share the tips and tricks of how to get to the top, how to figure out all those pieces and also just be a really good ear. Because we have a lot of resources at our fingertips. Yeah. Now, do you guys work in like all states or you have a specific region you're focused on? Oh, great question. So we started off more so on the Mid-Atlantic, primarily around the Philadelphia marketplace. And then a lot of our clients have satellite offices pretty much around the world. So now we are national and we do a lot of work now overseas, such as, you know, I say China, Germany, France, England, um, and now also Latin America. So we're pretty much all over the place, but I would say the majority of my business is probably mid-Atlantic. I got you. So that's, I mean, that's important to know. I'm important to have for a company because I know in the, one of the, com- the company that I work for my full-time job, uh, we have offices everywhere too. And I know that the laws and the rules and the regulations on employees and all that, they vary from country to country and uh, area to area. And so to have experts on hand to help you with that, it's, it, it's got to be a, a, a huge undertaking. Oh, it's huge. We just started with a a client that was introduced to us and he is based in New York and his employees are based out in California. And the very first question he kept saying, I want to hire more people in California. I said, well, you do realize the state laws in California are a lot different than New York. And he said, I had no idea. 
And mm-hmm. I said, okay, so we have to get back to basics and go through specifically what you're going to be needing, what you can, what you can't do. It's much harder actually to let a person go in California than it is in New York. And so it's really important to make sure that you're working with a team that understands all the rules, mm-hmm. um, as well as you know how to push back on a CEO because they just sometimes they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So you guys have been uh, for a little over 13 years, it looks like, right? Is that how long you guys have been operating? Yes. So um, September 1st will be 14 years in business. Awesome. That's great. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Like, how did you get started? Uh, I, I, were you in human resources and stuff pre- previously and then just decided to strike out on your own? How did this happen? Yeah, not overnight. Um, that is for sure. So I started out my world as an accountant and I was in public accounting. And um, I just didn't think that public accounting was my world. I like the accounting side, but I, I want to be the person that was actually making the numbers, not taking off the numbers. Mm-hmm. And um, so an opportunity actually had um, arisen in regards to recruiting. And I loved being the closer for certain people coming in from different schools. And I ended up running in recruiting and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with basically how people think and the choices they make in their lives and decisions of their careers and all. And, you know, I decided about two years before I started my company that I wanted to go on my own and do this for myself. And, you know, it takes a little bit of time because you get, you know, you start a family, you have a house, you have mortgage. You basically are going off the plank and saying Mm. to yourself, I can do this. And it was not easy. But you know what? You have to, you know, you have to just say I'm starting and you Mm. have to have a village of people around you who are going to support you. And you're going to have your good days. You're going to have your bad days. And, you know, I started in 2007, you know, right before a massive recession. You should all start recessions. Um, they make you stronger. Um, you do fall down, but you get back up again. And, you know, it's an amazing kind of world we live in now, too, because when I started off, it was all doing routine search. And then I moved into more of helping companies grow and build their infrastructure. And the one thing I, I learned, even when I was going to college, is I love building things. I love figuring out people's strengths and how they basically tick. And if you put them in that role that makes them successful, it is amazing how well that bus will now run. And Mm -hmm. so we do a lot of that. And I'm really fond that we have uh, 42 employees now. We have our own office in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. So it's it's been a wild ride, but, you know, I have no um, regrets. Well, tell us about some of those early days. Some I know, obviously, you 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 ran into some obstacles. I mean, I've, I mean, you mentioned right off the bat the um, the uh, recession is a huge obstacle to run into. Were there any other kind of stepping stones you felt like you needed to get over in order to get where you guys are today? Um, yeah, I would say a big one was um, you had to make your clients feel as if you were larger than you were. And what does that mean? So I would come home to dinner and tell my husband, I said, well, I told him the team would get back to him. And he would say, well, who's your team? It's just you. <laughs> and I said, it's me, myself, and I. I said, and nobody needs to know that. I said, because they cannot know that I'm working on three clients at one time because they don't think I'm giving them that the, the quantified time just for them. So you have to be creative how you do that. I also started off saying I had an office. And since King of Prussia is pretty much a commercial city as it is, and we live here too, um, I would put down Suite 100 on my own home address because I wanted people to think that I had an office and was back at home and nobody ever picked up on it. And um, and so I was like, okay, this is working. So you had to make sure that they, they looked, you looked bigger than what you were. 
until you got to the point where you were big, you know, yeah. so you, you had to start somewhere. And, you know, I'm not a person that, that lies. I, I'm not a big fan of it, but I always tell them, I said, it was a little fib to basically get to where I'm going because unfortunately there's still a stipulation out there of saying, oh, you're too small. You don't have time for me. Oh, you're too small. You don't know what you want to do and you don't have the resources. And I think that's a shame because it's all about the fire in the belly. So we, we had that and that would happen for the first three years. So I hired my first, my first full-time person. Another thing happened was I had four consultants out, um, you know, as 1099s uh, when I first started. And ironically enough, you know, 2009 hit. And that was a really tough year because people run out of money. And so all of a sudden, within approximately 24 hours, I had five of my clients call and say, we love your consultant, but uh, I can only keep them on for two more weeks. I'm really sorry. And Merry Christmas. And mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, my God, I have one client left. I have one that I was working on in particular. And, you know, you go through that fear of how am I going to get through this? And you know, an entrepreneur has a lot of risks that they take. And one of the things that comes with the territory is called panic attacks. And <laughs> I would have those about three o'clock in the morning and just say, how am I going to do this? But through this whole thing, I came up with a motto. And my motto was, um, you control, it controls you, or you control it. Mm-hmm. And that means basically, it all depends how you look at a problem. You can let, let it control you, and it could damage you, and you can get back down on your feet and stay there. Or you could take it. You can get back up on your feet and say, you know what, I'm not going to let this get in my way. And so what we did basically is I kept really close contact to that client. I made sure all my connectors out there knew that I was looking for more um, clients and all too. And five months later, you know, I got that one call that really helped us put five more people on my team and put us off the mat and really got the engine back running again. But you, you couldn't just sit there and be, woe is me. You had to go out and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. So that's really interesting. Um, and it sounds like, yeah, you guys went through a lot, but you uh, you overcame all of that. You guys are doing really well. I see that you guys are in the Inc. 5000. You guys have tons of awards and uh, then Philadelphia 100. Uh, tell me about the Philadelphia 100. What is that? Um, Philly 100 is actually a category here with the Entrepreneurs Forum. And so you submit all your paperwork. And what it really comes down to is, you know, your revenues the past three years and the amount of employees that you have and all too. And so we actually installed a, um, a process called EOS in 2016. And EOS is Entrepreneur Operating System. Uh, Gina Whitman is, I guess, the, the, um, the idea behind all of it. And EOS uh, is, in, in, I guess, a system that you use in order to keep track of like your metrics, your stats, your, your financials, your mission, your core values and all too. And if you pay attention to how it rolls, it's an amazing process that really helped my company basically grow uh, off the charts. And because of that, we knew that those three years were some great years, great numbers and all too. So we started applying to a lot of awards. And so last year, we, we were very fortunate to win so many awards. But you know, if you stick to your goals, you stick to your annual goal and you break it down per week, you know, per month, per week, per day. And then you have weekly meetings with it and lots of communication, you will get to your goals. I would say a lot of people never really just analyze that. They never really take the time to review it. They'll have a number in their head. They don't write it down and then walk backwards. As So that's great. That's a nice number. But how are you going to get there? What mm. do you have to do today to get to that number tomorrow? And I think a lot of people just literally forget to do that. And um, so we're not. And I'm a numbers junkie, obviously, with the accountant background. 
So my metrics are really important, but it's not just me. You got to have your team that believes them as well, because Mm -hmm. they're the ones that are pushing it for you. And so we have, we have weekly meetings with our EOS called an L10. And we are pretty rigid with that because you have to make that meeting. And so it's a really important detail for us. But then we have quarterly town halls and, you know, get togethers. And we have a lot of communication because especially now, most of my team is remote, but it, it works. You got to make it work. But they, got, they have to believe in what you're doing and where you're going. Now, it sounds like the EOS and, and those meetings are some ways that you're innovating. Are, is that, um, are there other ways that you guys have innovated to, to make a difference in your particular space? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so two different things, actually. So we have the HR side of the house and we have a recruiting side of the house. And so we actually try to make sure both sides really know which each other does. I think it's really important. And then through COVID, you know, one of the first things that happened with COVID is, you know, you go back and say, crap, now what? And, you know, so we decided to have uh, literally every day, 15 minute Zoom videos just to talk to everybody saying, how are you doing? How's what's going on right now? And we basically kept together as a team and we were making sure that we were all okay and the mental health, everything was okay. And it was just 15 minutes, but that 15 minutes got us to be like glue. And I really think it made us feel comfortable. We were in it together. We were going to help each other out. We, not that we lost clients, but a lot of clients became non-billable because they didn't have the money for it. So we decided to help them out with all that. And we actually came up with a really cool newsletter. And at the time, you know, I was walking with my husband one night and I said, I just feel helpless because so many of my clients are hurting right now. And I said, what I want to do is something to help them out. And I said, I'm going to put together a survival kit. It's going to come out every week. It's going to be like the top 10 tips of surviving COVID, you know, as, as a team, as a company. And ironically enough, we just started it, you know, last April and we did it. We came out on every Tuesday and, you know, one of my team members and I would work on it on the weekends and literally all last summer we would work on it every Sunday night. We're talking to each other and it came out. It was called the survival kit. That survival kit, we had 3000 people partaking that in our database when it started in March. We now have over 10,000 people following it now instead it's because of that, that we kept all that HR updates, all the recruiting updates, tips to help for wellness being, and just like even supporting local companies um, in the area in regards to food. Like, hey, if you need takeout, hey, make sure you reach out to Tony's Pizza here because he could use your help. It was our way of just giving back and helping other companies. And so because obviously, you know, COVID was crazy then, still crazy, but it's more manageable now. We decided to call it in September the thrive guide, because people were starting to thrive and starting to get better. And we loved getting the comments from a lot of our, um, our contacts out there saying, thank you so much. This is such an inspiration. We love what you guys are doing out there, you know, and you know, this has just been such a wonderful thing to read every Tuesday. Thank you so much. It's my inspiration for the week. And and it didn't start off that way. It was more just, we wanted to help. And so that creativeness of our team really just was just out of the blue. And people keep saying to me, like, you guys have been out there from the beginning. You haven't ducked your heads away and all too. And ironically, this year we call it um, the connector because Mm -hmm. the idea behind it is just connecting people to other people to let them know about their services, their ideas. And of course, you know, sharing HR um, data and recruiting data out there too, because there's still so many guidelines that are coming down that have to deal with um, COVID regulations and all too. So 
we want to be that person that they are, that group they go to if they have any questions. Wow. What a great way to take care of your customers and give, make them feel uh, almost like family, kind of like, you know, you're going to take care of them. And, and that's, that's how, I mean, that's the customer retention has got to be great in, in an environment like that. We've been lucky. We have a, a great customer um, retention. We've got a great customer referral rate. Um, I have an amazing team. They just do a go above and beyond. And, you know, we have four core values and, you know, because of those core values, it's really curiosity, execution, integrity. Um, and uh, it's two eyes. Oh my gosh. I do this all the time, Jeff. Every time I'm ready to say them, I want to. And it's, uh, yeah, curiosity, execution. Um, oh, I'll get back to you on that. Never mind. Okay. But there it's are four of them. It's really easy. And they're going to, they're going to require $20 for me now because when I call them on the phone, I'm like, what's our four core values? And I say, I'll give them $20 and they're going to be laughing at me saying, you owe me 20 bucks. Um, <laughs> so that's okay. But uh, it's pretty fun. But you have to understand that is so important. And the curiosity is so huge. The execution. Oh, collaboration. That's it. There it's you go. I always say two eyes, but it's two C's. Collaboration. The collaboration is huge because what happens is sometimes you get into your own bubble, especially when you're just working at home by yourself. And you forget that you have this team of, of people around you trying to help you and really just stick up for you and maintain that. And it's really hard for people to understand that sometimes because you don't have that person next to you like, hey, what'd you do this weekend? So you have to find out ways to basically keep them more included and all too. So my team has done a really good job of that. And, you know, it's just you got to motivate them. You have to encourage them. The town halls are fun. You know, we do them themed. We just had our superheroes town hall last month. And everybody had a lot of people gotten dressed up as superheroes and we had given out masks that had, you know, I had like Wonder Woman and we had Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> so you have to really make it fun and exciting and all too, because, you know, we put out a lot of fires and recruiting gets rewarded by more recruiting mm. and you have to be creative and innovative how you do it. We have a, we have a chocolate tasting on coming up the 18th of February where we actually have a French chocolatier. I'm talking about these chocolates that we're shipping out to my team and, uh, and we're pairing them with some, some fine spirits, shall I say. (laughs) Very exciting. That's great. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I think that's so important. I think I've, I've heard a lot of other people saying that and the company, again, that I mentioned earlier that I work for on the side or full-time, they, uh, they, they're all about that kind of thing too. Trying to make that, you got to make people feel like um, you mentioned that 15 minute, meeting every morning. It's kind of like a virtual water cooler uh, moment. It's like, we could just kind of like, Hey, let's touch base. Our team uh, does that. Uh, every Wednesday at noon, we, we take lunch together, but we do it on zoom. Like we all eat and we just chat about what's going on and stuff like that. I think that's huge, especially in this kind of work from home environment Mm -hmm. to, to still build that, that you said it, the collaboration that, that you feel like a team, right? You have to, you know, even like the birthdays are important. The anniversaries are important mm-hmm. and that the onboarding is so important too. And, you know, we send out a package of, of bling before they even start. And the idea is to make them feel like warm and they're actually really nice fleece jackets. And the idea is like, we're here to warm you up mm-hmm. and, you know, we really try to make them feel part of the team from before even day one. And then we have a buddy for them. And then we have a true, like very rigid orientation to move things forward. And then we have somebody that does a 30, 60, 90 day um, review with them and somebody that they don't report into. And the mm-hmm. idea behind that is because they're going to share a lot more stuff of how, what worked, what didn't work, what we could do better, you know, because we're always learning and we're always growing. We're, we're not 
we're not perfect, not even anywhere near it, but we're always willing to learn. Yeah. Well, one of the things I know that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, and obviously you guys have the services to help them handle HR, uh, but recruiting is a situation where um, obviously finding the right people is a big deal. Um, I don't want you to necessarily give away all your secrets, but can you give like some tips? What what are some some good things to look for to try to help find the right people? What how would you kind of start that process? You know, that's a great question. And I have to tell you, this year of all years is going to be crazy about recruiting. I think a lot of people last year were a little bit more hesitant about leaving because they didn't know what was going to happen with mm-hmm. the current situation. But now with the vaccines being um, introduced out there. There is this calmness that's going on out there. And as soon as it gets sunny and warm again, <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to start looking for a new opportunity. So one of the advice that I've been having for a lot of my clients is whatever you're doing right now, make sure you're taking the time to reach out to your people, let them know how much they're appreciated, mm. have some more fun events, do things together, celebrate their birthdays, celebrate their anniversaries, really make them feel like they are a part of the team. And so when you ask that question, Jeff, it's like, what can people do for recruiting? Well, to be honest with you, I always suggest, you know, you never stop recruiting. Mm-hmm. You always want to have a bench of people, five, at least five people long. And the idea behind that is when if you're ready, you're ready to hire them. They're ready to go. You don't have to work so hard to basically find that person. But it shouldn't just be a person in a company recruiting. It should be the entire company helping you recruit. Mm-hmm. Each person actually has a recruiter responsibility to it. And if you build that company where it's fun inside, there's a reputation behind it, recruiting shouldn't be hard at all. And you have to figure out, you know, what's the perception out there of my company? Is it easy to find? You know, when I look on a website, sometimes and I see, you know, oh, it's a great place to work. This is awesome. Send your resume to human resources at the company name. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, if, if you really meant like you have a really good company and all, you have to show it, you have to look it. Just like I had a fake, basically a sweet 100 from my home address. You have to do the same thing with your website. You have to have like a careers area where people actually get a response or it goes into an applicant tracking system. And there's so many out there right now, they're not expensive, but you sort of have to look the part. And then you have to get back to people and you have to make sure people feel welcomed, have a really good culture site. You know, all those things really matter. It doesn't have to be a lot of time and effort. And there are people out there to help you do all this. Wow. That's good advice. That's great advice. Um, so if people want more advice and they wanted to get a hold of you, before we leave, I want to give you a chance to kind of tell everybody how they can find you guys and what kind of services they can expect. Absolutely. Thanks, Jeff. Um so very easy. Our website is tocgrp.com. And um, to get a hold of us, uh, really simple. Um, you can either call us or you could just email info at tocgrp or to me, Connor at tocgrp, all those. And um, we basically do outsource HR, outsource recruiting, but we do more than that too. We really help you strategize of what you want to be and where you want to go on the people side of the house. And so in regards to just that infrastructure, in regards to maybe you have an HR person right now that's a little bit not as strong as you would like, and we can coach them, or basically just having an HR assessment and saying, do we have everything we need to be where we need to be going? You know, it's having these kind of conversations. It's probably what we do best. And, um, you know, so feel free to have any questions, reach out to us. We're here to help. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. You've shared a lot of really valuable information. I know people are going to appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Jeff, for having me. I appreciate that. Keep up the good work out there. Okay. All right. You too. Best of luck to you and your company. And we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of What Makes Them Tip. We'll join us next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time. Thank you.